Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Commercial-free stations. It's free. I love iHeartRadio. Join the millions of music, radio, and podcast fans on the number one streaming radio app now. iHeartRadio. 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 Free never sounded so good. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Bank. That's bank. Enter it now. Hi, Billy Cunningham, the Great American Election Day 2023 is finally present. It's here now. We have coverage later on from Boone County, from Kenton County. But right now is the Secretary of State, the man in charge of all elections in the state of Ohio. This Tuesday afternoon, that would be Frank LaRose of the Secretary of State's office. And Frank LaRose, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And at first blush this afternoon, how are things looking in Ohio as we speak? Plus, I want to talk with you about Israel. But first of all, what about Ohio? You know, things are going quite smoothly. At the close of early voting on Sunday, we had over 850,000 Ohioans that had already made their voices heard. We know that uh, many more are going to do so today. Think about this. Thousands of polling locations opened right on time at 6.30 a.m., staffed by tens of thousands of Election Day poll workers. It's a big logistical undertaking, but it's something that Ohio does very well, and we're proud of that. And as far as the total vote, this is an off-year election, but issues one and two and some local issues like 22, and there's a lot of, there's some bond and issues up, et cetera. As far as the 850,000 early voting, is there a sense that you have, Frank LaRosa, that somehow uh, Ohioans are warming toward early voting, especially on the conservative side? You know, I think the more people try it, the more they like it. It is a secure process, has the same security built in that uh, in-person Election Day voting has, and it's convenient. We've got four weeks of early voting. We check IDs. Yes, we remove dead people from the voter rolls. I don't apologize for that. The left attacks me for it. But, uh, yeah, we, we have a good process for early voting in Ohio, and, and when people try it, they, uh, they, they enjoy it. All right. Now, on a different matter completely, we got to get to issue one and two. And uh, as far as the language in issue one, by the way, the language in issue one, according to the Cincinnati Inquirer, says that uh, abortions are per permitted uh, up through uh, viability, which is like 23, 24 weeks. And after that, it is not permitted. And so when I read stuff like that, I'm thinking there's so much misinformation out there about state issue one, about what it does, what it wouldn't do. And so if the thing goes down today, let's say the vote is no. Uh, today, tomorrow, we should have the results. Normally, we have the results by, by midnight in this state. Uh, and how, what is the status of abortion then, say, in uh, the next 30 days, once the election is certified and we have the final result, and let's say no wins, what's the status of abortion in Ohio at that point? 
Well, to be clear, if issue one were to pass, it would be the most extreme abortion law in the country. That's why we've been fighting so hard to encourage Ohioans to vote no. It would legalize abortion all the way through the end of pregnancy. It would take away parental rights, and it would be dangerous for Ohio. If this fails, and I hope and believe and I pray that it will, then it uh, is the current law of the state of Ohio, which, again, is pending a court challenge right now. And so that would allow abortion for a certain number of, of weeks. And, of course, there are always exceptions for the health of the mother, life of the mother, rather. And uh, that would be the, the status quo just as it is today. So if, if no wins, abortions uh, for many, many weeks after uh, conception would still be legal. Oh, certainly. And there is a what's called a heartbeat bill that has been passed. I was a supporter of that. I voted for it. That is currently in court. And so that is not in effect right now. But you know, pending the outcome of that court case, it could uh, put in place the law that says that once a fetal heartbeat can be detected, then abortion would not be permitted. But that's not currently the case, again, because of that court challenge. And so there's lots of stuff to go on either way, yes or no. Uh, yes would definitively foreclose the ability of the legislature to cut around the edges to change this or change that. But a vote of no means abortion is still legal for several weeks, and then it's subject to more court and more assembly action. Who knows what's going to happen? But the one way to uh, to make sure that partial birth abortion is enshrined in our Constitution, if you're in favor of that, is to vote yes on issue one. And that would be the big problem with this is that it would be enshrined in our state constitution. It's the supreme law of the state. Nothing the legislature does can impact that. And it would make Ohio the most extreme state in the country. Not only partial birth abortion, this this uh, brutal and, and uh, excruciating process uh, that could go all the way through the end of pregnancy. It would take away parental rights. It could even open the door to taxpayer-funded abortion because it would be creating a constitutional right to abortion all the way through the end of pregnancy. There's a lot lot of good reasons to vote no on issue one now on a on an unrelated matter we got issue two hanging out there frank larose i'm watching about an hour and a half ago it was about 10 30 quarter 11 this morning on cnn and the republicans in the congress uh had a little, little uh, press or a news conference in which they brought over the actual survivors of what happened exactly 30 days uh ago today which is october the 7th is when it happened and there was this father who appeared he reminded me of Frank LaRose. This father, this Israeli, is living in a kibbutz. He and his wife, um, for just to, to get some time away from the three kids, three little girls, they're like three, five, and seven, that they wanted to go to about 40 miles away to spend time with some of her relatives. And they just happened to pick the night of October 6th. And they had their three little girls uh, in the care, custody, control of a next-door neighbor. They had two little girls, and it was a wonderful situation. He said, we can get away. There was some partying going on that we weren't part of that, and we wanted to go and spend some time, some quiet time away as, as husband and wife, mother and father. And they left their three little girls in a kibbutz. And this man was literally breaking down. But when he got back, about a day and a half later, he was able to get back. And what he saw was unspeakable terror inflicted upon one of his little girls. Unspeakable terror that I don't want to talk about on the radio on a Tuesday afternoon. And the other two are missing. The uh, three and the seven-year-old are missing. The other one was brutally murdered uh, inside of his in their home. The mother and the father are destroyed. And at this point, they do not know about their other girls, even whether they're hostages or not, because they don't know. Can you imagine, 
as a young father, uh, having savages and barbarians do that to your family. And then on college campuses right here in Ohio and around the Midwest, we have large numbers of Hamas chapters in colleges and universities that celebrate what occurred and support Hamas. How do you, as a former Ranger military man and an office holder, how do you process that? Willie, it's hard to understand that kind of savagery. Um, as a father of an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 12-year-old little girl, I know my most important responsibility is to be a dad. And I'm sure that this father uh, is and will remain for the rest of his life heartbroken about what happened. But let's be clear who's responsible. On October 7th, a group of bloodthirsty killers broke through a barrier, of a wall, a border fence, which crucially we don't even have in large parts of our country uh, these hamas terrorists broke through a barrier wall and inflicted more murder rape torture beheading uh, it was the single largest attack on the jewish people since the holocaust and we need to understand what they're up against hamas is well it's the same as isis in their brutality but they are paid for and blessed by Iran. Iran is responsible for what Hamas did, and Hamas has brought murder and mayhem to Israel, and now Israel's doing what they must do. Listen, Israel didn't start this fight, but they have every right to finish it, and they will finish it at a time of their choosing once Hamas has been eradicated from the Gaza Strip. You can't negotiate with Hamas, you can't make peace with Hamas, and this idea that there should be a ceasefire and some of these knuckleheads on college campuses that, let's be honest what this is, it is anti-Semitism. To tell the Israelis to have a ceasefire right now would be like telling the Allies to have a ceasefire as they were moving into Germany to defeat the Nazis. Israel is busy defeating Hamas, and that's exactly what they have to do. Can you imagine if Hamas and Hezbollah had the military power of the Israelis, and the Israelis had the military power of Hamas? Hamas has made their objective clear. They've said that they want to have more of October 7th. They've said that they want to annihilate Israel from the face of the earth. When they say from the river to the sea, they mean they want to commit mass genocide and wipe the Israeli people off the face of the map. You can't negotiate with that. That has to be defeated, and that means that Hamas has to be eradicated, and that's what they're doing, and they need to have our full support. I have stood with Israel repeatedly throughout my life uh, because, you know, as a person of faith, I know it's what my faith commands me to do, but even if I didn't have that background, it is what is in the uh, end of America's security. It's the right thing to do. We need to back Israel, give them the diplomatic space to do what they need to do, and we need to be there to support them with weaponry and to uh, to make sure that, that we lean on Iran so that Iran knows that there will be consequences for what they've done. If they try to open a second front in the north with their uh, Hezbollah allies, there will be consequences for that. That's why there are two carrier strike groups in the uh, Mediterranean right now. And, and as, far as, uh, ISIS, as far as ISIS, you mentioned ISIS. You can take ISIS, you can take Boko Haram, you can take the Muslim Brotherhood, you could take the Taliban, you could take Hezbollah, you could take Hamas. And, and I listened to some on the other side of the fence that disagree with you and I on this, who say, well, the Palestinians have rights too. Absolutely, they have rights. And to watch little boys and girls that are Palestinians that are killed brutally because of what Hamas is doing to them, I lay all those deaths at the, for, at the doorstep of Hamas itself 
who uses the hostages, who use their own people as hostages, who put their military hardware underneath uh, hospitals and schools. The Hamas is the one responsible for all of the damage to, to happening in the Gaza. In fact, uh, Gaza right now exists the way it does because of Hamas. They took uh, water pipes, et cetera, and made pipe bombs. All the millions of dollars given to them for humanitarian purposes have been plowed into uh, into in, into armaments and the missiles and guns and the howitzers and artillery shells. And, and it must stop. And the leaders of Hamas are not in Gaza. They're in Qatar living the life of multimillionaires. Now, one last thing he said, Frank LaRose, this father, who was uh, very emotional, of course, and his wife, unspeakable terror. He said, Hamas rapes our women. They behead our babies, then set us on fire. You cannot negotiate with, you cannot say, well, the Nazis, you can't say Georgie Patton in 1944, 45. He should have stopped somewhere short of Munich. He should not have gone into Berlin. After all, you got to negotiate with the Nazis. You don't negotiate with people like this. You defeat them. And that, that's the answer to that tune. Uh, now, Frank LaRose on State Issue 2, where do you stand on State Issue 2? Uh, first of all, not as the Secretary of State, but as someone who uh, has skin in the game and would vote. Uh, that is the marijuana amendment. What do you say about that? Yeah, I have deep concerns about it. And I think that some people may have oversimplified this. And maybe even some of our fellow conservatives say, well, from a libertarian standpoint, people want to buy it. People want to sell it. Why not? But here's what it does. It, it normalizes something that should not be normalized. I was in New York just a couple of weeks ago. I was out uh, for a run early one morning, ran past a preschool at 7 a.m. There's a group of probably 40 kids standing in line to wait for the doors of the preschool to open up. And the smell of marijuana in the air was so thick that nobody should be subjected to that. Uh, it would, by the way, create five new items in our state budget, and it spends the money that would come as a result of the tax revenues on a bunch of you know social justice nonsense. And so Ohioans should do their research uh, and, and think long and hard about whether they want to normalize the use of recreational marijuana, whether they want to spend these tax dollars on a bunch of sort of social justice projects. That's what issue two does. And so you you would urge a no on one and no on two, and twenty two you don't correct. have a dog in that fight because that that's a city of Cincinnati issue. As far as lastly, as far as total turnout, eight hundred fifty thousand have voted early. How many are going to vote today? This is election day. This is shall we say Republican weather. How many total votes will be will be counted? With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 
you know, I don't predict an exact number, but I think there's going to be a massive turnout today. I think millions of Ohioans will, will get uh, out to make their voices heard, and I think that's a good thing. Um, and uh, we'll count the results at 7.30 and report them on election night. Other states don't do that, but we're going to give you those results on election night. Of course, the final tabulation, the official result, comes weeks later, but we'll give you that unofficial result for issue one and two on our website, local issues and candidates. We report it on your county. Yeah, that like Hamilton County Board of Elections has an excellent, excellent website. Well, Frank LaRose, once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show, setting the record straight. It looks like Ohioans have now embraced early voting. And Frank LaRosa, thank you very much. Get out and vote. Bring your ID. Bring a smile to thank those poll workers. They're working hard. Maybe take some donuts, too. Give them a few donuts. All right. Frank <laughs> LaRose, thank you very much. Thanks, Willie. All right. Uh, let's continue with more. And, and one cannot... Look at what's happening in the world and not see correlations between now and the 1930s in Nazi Germany. Do you, you know that uh, last night a woman who lives close to a facility that has the Star of David on it was watching coverage, according to uh, according to the CNN this morning, watching coverage of the Israeli Gaza war with Hamas, and decided to get in her car and run it into the side of a brick building in Indianapolis. Now, unbeknownst to her, that the Star of David was on the side of the building, and she backed up, ran into it again. She was filled with such rage and hate. She wanted to kill anything Jewish, any person Jewish or a facility. But that particular building was occupied by the black Hebrews of Ethiopia, which is not really a group necessarily affiliated with, Ju with Judaism. And but she, but she wanted simply to kill, injure, and maim some symbol of Judaism, and she ran her car into a building with the Star of David on the side. Two days ago, there was a 69-year-old man holding an Israeli flag in Los Angeles who had the crap beaten out of him by another Palestinian sympathizer who wanted to kill a Jew. And Jewish Americans are picking up their concealed carry permits now like never before. Jews tend to be vote Democratic, except when their lives are at stake, in which many are now going to vote Republican because there's a perception you can get certain Second Amendment rights with the Republicans you can't get with Democrats. These are incredible, unbelievable times when inside of America we have Hamas chapters in colleges and universities putting forth hatred and hate speech from Ivy League to the, to the California coast, including at the University of Cincinnati. There's an Amash chapter there. And so how can we have such darkness descend upon the land? And it's happening because of vicious anti-Semitism. And the fact, oh, I'll have in my mind for a long time that father, that 37-year-old father who survived in his kibbutz, the attack, who said Hamas rapes our women, beheads our babies, and then set us on fire. It's really a fight for civilization itself, and America must be part of it, and we must be on the right side. Let's continue with more. Coming up later will be a representative of Boone County to talk about the turnout there. Later on also we have Jack Windsor of, uh, of, the, of course, the Ohio Press Network to uh, talk about uh, the uh, columns that he has posted about issues one and two and what it means. Later on also Chris Smitherman and more. So if a line becomes available, 513-749-7000, Election Day, get out and vote. All on News Radio 700 WLW.
This Thanksgiving, Zero Res is serving deals as sweet as pie. That's why Tuesday afternoon is Election Day, and we've heard from the Secretary of State in Ohio. And uh, yesterday, we spent time with Daniel Cameron in his race for governor. Joining you and I now is Justin Kriegler. He works in Boone County. He controls Boone County with an iron grip. He's in charge of elections in Boone County, which is growing leaps and bounds. And Justin Krigler, welcome, I think, for the first time to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Justin, this uh, Tuesday afternoon, can you give us some uh, information about the number of, number of people more or less voting? Uh, you're in charge of the elections, and how smooth are things going? Uh, everything is going really smooth overall. I mean, there's always minor glitches, but uh, it is going really good. Uh, we've had the early voting, obviously, before today. Um, turnout was very strong on early voting. We had about total of about 6,000 people already vote early and a lot of people today. This morning I was out at numerous locations and back at headquarters and the uh, voters are coming out strong here in Boone County. As far as the total vote, uh, it's strictly a guesstimate. How many total votes will there be approximately in Boone County by the close of business today? Well, I'm kind of gauging from past. The last uh, governor's race, if you will, and down ticket races was 2019 in Boone County. And there was around 40% that year, which was about 41,000 registered voters. I'm guessing somewhere 40-ish thousand uh, people will vote. Again, around 40-something percent is, is what we're guesstimating here. And I'm not saying only, but you're saying about 6,000 of the 40,000 have already voted. In Ohio, when I had on Secretary of State Frank LaRose, 850,000 Ohioans had voted early, and that's probably going to be uh, uh, half of the total vote today. Has Kentuckians like Tony Bender and, and you and, and uh, Bird Travis, et cetera, have all you guys accepted early voting? Because I can recall years in the past, the lines in Kentucky were around the block and down the street, and you know th things were not in good shape as far as waiting to vote. So have Kentuckians now embraced early voting to a large extent or not? Well, I think they have embraced it more than they used to. How's that? It, it's still a new or a newer issue in, in Kentucky. I mean, it, Ohio's had that a long, lot longer. You know, states like Florida do it for weeks. So I think they're catching on to the idea, but it is still not as strong as in other states. Um, Boone County... The counties tend to vote more on election day still than the early voting. Our, our numbers continue to indicate that. Now they're up, but uh, Boone counties tend to like to vote on election day. And as far as the, uh, can you give a guesstimate, since you're in charge, uh, Justin Krigler, of voting in Boone County, as far as percentage of registered voters, about how many are going to vote uh, today in early voting? Total, is it 40%, 50%, 30%? What, what's kind of your guess? I'm thinking somewhere in the 40 percentile range of all registered voters in Boone County seems about right. That's about historically about right, and that's kind of what we're seeing in general. It's hard to tell. Sometimes there's a rush at lunch or at the end of the day, but I would guess somewhere in the 40% of uh, registered voters in Boone County should come out. And what's pulling them out this afternoon? What's causing them? What's motivating these, uh, you know, 6,000 maybe a couple hundred thousand people, what what encourages them to come out and vote? What, what is the issue? In Ohio, it's going to be abortion and marijuana. Okay. In in Kentucky, it is certainly the governor's race. We have Governor Bashir, the incumbent Democrat, versus Daniel Cameron, the Republican. I would tell you that is the main, main, main draw here in Kentucky. 
And uh, is there any sense that uh, you have to be like uh, Caesar's wife above the fracas? But uh, according to the polling out of Louisville, it appeared that Daniel Cameron was in trouble to Andy Bashir. And I think the last few days and weeks that has closed significantly. Can you sense uh, more excitement on one side or the other? I can tell you, it, 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 I would sense it's very close. Um, Boone County is a strong uh, Republican, you know, stronghold here. So in Boone County, it tends to obviously be towards Daniel Cameron. Statewide, I think it's kind of neck and neck. But uh, here, here in Boone County, it is definitely a Daniel Cameron leaning. And lastly, Justin Kregler, uh, many Ohioans are moving to Boone County. There's a sense you get the benefits of the big city with the glories of small-town America. Have you noticed a lot of refugees coming out of the city of Cincinnati wanting to live in Boone County? Absolutely. We have a, we have a lot of uh, people moving in, not just from Cincinnati, but throughout America. Um, Boone County is a great place to live. We have great leadership in uh, Boone County, and it's a tremendous place to live. So absolutely, and we you know encourage them because our standard of living is very high, and it's a great place to live. And you get to the airport rather quickly. And if you want to go downtown Absolutely. with some of the amenities, what is it? It's a 10, 15-minute drive to downtown Cincinnati. And uh, as far as the schools, uh, the uh, uh, Boone County, et cetera, uh, Ryle, I mean, uh, they're wonderful high schools. You get a good quality education. It makes sense. The kids actually don't have track meets in the hallways in between classes. There's no cursing out of teachers which I, I know in the public school system, many times you have a terrible circumstance where students are dropping the F-bomb on female teachers, and it's not serious enough to even send them to the principal's office. And without a functional educational system, my God, are you in trouble. And Boone County, if I had another life to live, it would be in Boone County. Well, we'd like to have you here, and our school system is tremendous, and you are correct. I'm about five minutes from the airport and about ten minutes from downtown Cincinnati. And I, I live here in Boone County, so I think it's a tremendous place to live, and we will welcome you with open arms if you want to move here, sir. <laughs> Do you lock the door at night or just leave it unopened? I lock it, but that circumstance, I have never had a single incident ever in Boone County. I've lived here my entire life, so if that tells you how safe I do generally feel, I think it's a good feeling to have. No question. All right, Justin Krigler, good to get an update from Boone County this Tuesday afternoon. And once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And give my best to Jesse Brewer. Give my best to him. I, I will give my best to him. He's a good friend of mine. I appreciate you having me on your show, sir. God bless you. All right, let's continue with more. Thank you, Justin. The line becomes available, 513-749-7000 and more, plus election updates all afternoon and all night long at your home of the uh, Bengals, News Radio 700. WLW. After quenching his thirst from the font of awesomeness, mighty Mike Mikado gleefully takes on the task of making your morning a super morning. Well, that's what I'm here to do. He bedazzles with the latest news, weather, traffic, and sports. He leaves you breathless with investment insight and Wall Street know-how. And most importantly, his Mike McConnell wit and charm will beat the blandness out of your morning. I'm talking G-O-O-D, baby. Let Mike McConnell make your morning super. Tomorrow morning at 5 on 700 WLW. Over the hills and through the woods, it's holiday travel time. No matter how you... 700 WLW. Also available on 94.5 FM W233BG Cincinnati. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American, coming up later is Jack Windsor live from Columbus about what's happening there. Election Day 2023 is underway. 
Also, after two o'clock today is Chris Smitherman to talk about issues one, two, and also what's happening in aspects of the black community with the murder of Dominic Davis, only 11 years old. And uh, we don't have a lot of information yet, but uh, the perpetrator obviously fired a couple dozen shots willy nilly, hitting a total of six. Five of the six are like teenagers or less. And there was an older woman that was struck. And uh, we're going to spend time with Chris Smitherman. And why is this happening seemingly in one part of the community, but not in others? And how come we have a public school system that has about 36,000 students where 49% are chronically absent every day? How come we have a community where there's track meets in the hallway and the F-bomb is dropped to teachers inside classrooms? How much learning is actually occurring in those environments? I would suspect very little, if any. So those are some of the issues, along with issues 1, 2, and 22, and also the zoo levy and and uh, the library levy, which I tend to vote yes on those, especially the library levy. But the zoo levy, we've been threatened by Thane Maynard. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That uh, if the levy doesn't pass, he may release the animals. So uh, that's certainly a motivation to vote yes on the levy. The animals are hungry and it gets expensive. So uh, that's going to happen. And as I mentioned to, to uh, Frank LaRosa, the Secretary of State, now one would have to have no heart or no head to understand exactly what's happening in the, in Israel, what's happening in the Middle East. There's about uh, 7 million Jews in Israel, and there's about uh, 500 million Muslims and Arabs. 500 million as composed to 7 million. In the entire world, there's about 2 billion uh, Muslims, 2 billion, and in the entire world, there may be as many as 16 million Jews. So it's this little part of our society which is subjected to unbelievable anti-Semitic attacks, including in Indianapolis where a, a woman was watching news coverage who was a Muslim and walked out to her driveway, got in her car, and ran into a building with a Star David on the side that happened to be occupied by uh, black Hebrews who may be part of uh, – Israeli uh, society, but I'm not so sure about that. But nonetheless, uh, there weren't necessary Israeli Jews anywhere present, but she was so filled with rage and anger and hatred toward Jews that she simply wanted to kill as many as she could. And, and this ideology is not the majority viewpoint in the Muslim Arab world. It's the minority viewpoint, but it's a significant viewpoint. You might recall since 1972 with the Munich Olympics and what happened there. In the last uh, 50 some years, there's been over 50,000 separate terrorist attacks by Muslim Islamist extremists to do all kinds of things basically on every country on the face of the earth with some 300,000 dead in brutal terror attacks. Now, say what you will about what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, which was a terrible demonstration 
where a bunch of uh, right-wing conservatives marched around saying the Jews will not replace us. As a result of that, there was uh, one woman who was mowed down during a protest or a demonstration in Charlottesville, one woman. I think her name was Hire. And the person that did that was apprehended quickly by those around the event. And that person has been sentenced to life imprisonment without possibility of parole. But when you have over 50,000 separate acts of Islamic extremism, yes, extremism happens everywhere. And the Catholic faith and Christian denominations, uh, religion, gender, whatever it might be, or none, no religion at all. It happens constantly, but not to the same degree. Look what's happening in European capitals and all over the world where millions have marched the past 30 days to call attention to uh, the plight of the Gaza residents that have been completely in their control for the last uh, 16 or 17 years. All the money's given to Gaza through the government of Hamas have not been used for meritorious purposes to build schools and hospitals and, and sewer treatment plants. No, it's been used to buy bombs, weapons, and missiles at discounted prices from Iran and North Korea. The, the Hamas terrorist is a society of hate that dominates the government in Gaza. I can't conceive of those white males marching around Charlottesville suddenly being elected by the state of Virginia as their governor. That's the analogy. That would never happen. They are marginalized when you say the Jews will not replace us. That's anti-Semitism. It borders on hate speech. And no one would elect those people to anything, right? Well, those type of attitudes control governments all over the Middle East and causes individuals. There was a 69-year-old guy with an Israeli flag who was beaten to death by a Palestinian demonstrator. And, and, and on college campuses, it's a regular event if a student wears a yarmulke to have numerous members of the Hamas chapter of that school to march around with uh, with bullhorns yelling and screaming at this Jewish person. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. It's real. It's happening. When I saw this morning on CNN, uh, it was a uh, get-together in the U.S. Capitol put together by Speaker of the House uh, Johnson. And uh, there was a father that appeared to be 35 to 40 years old who's who obviously made it out. But he and his wife on October the 6th decided to spend time with some in-laws about 50 miles away, and they left their home with three little girls in them. They were ages three, five, and nine to be cared for by by family members there. And they, then when they got up the next morning, it took them a day and a half to get back to their kibbutz. At, at that point, uh, one daughter was killed, the three-year-old, horribly. I can't relate on the afternoon Tuesday how what conditions they found their little girl in. And two are missing. Husband, wife, mother, and father are inconsolable. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. One thing he said at the end of the presentation, he said that Hamas rapes our women, beheads our babies, then sets us on fire because we're Jews. If we were Muslim Arabs, that would not have happened. 
3,000 terrorists hyped up on drugs came across through and over the uh, the uh, border fence and decided to kill as many as they could. And those who brought back live hostages received a bonus from Hamas. That's the government of Gaza freely elected by the residents in 2006. And since then, everyone has done their best to say, give up the guns and the weapons and the bullets. Quit putting your headquarters underneath schools and hospitals, uplifting those, the two million who live in Gaza. Hamas said no. Iran said no. North Korea has said no. And we're left with the results. All right, let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, 513-749-7000. On the other side, we have Jack Windsor on his column, the Ohio Press Network and more. Plus later on is the legendary Chris Smitherman, all at your home of the Bengals. One o'clock, home of your Bengals. News Radio 700, WLW Cincinnati. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW, Cincinnati. All this and the government shutdown still looming. With the one o'clock report, I'm Sandy Collins. Breaking now, Republican leadership in the House addressing the dysfunction and the challenges that the representatives are facing today. House Speaker Mike Johnson says they met today to talk about their options on avoiding a possible government shutdown in 10 days. They met earlier this morning. Uh, We had a very... I would call it a refreshing, constructive um, family conversation in our House Republican Conference meeting for the, an hour ago. Uh, very uh, deliberate, uh, positive discussions about the many options that are on the table, and we'll be revealing uh, what our plan is in short order. In short order, that means he offered no specifics right now, but we will have it when he provides it. Now, the latest traffic and weather together. From the UC Health Traffic Center, when it comes to stroke, every second counts with the latest treatment times in the region. UC Comprehensive Stroke Center is your best choice for life-saving treatment. Learn more at uchealth.com. couple of issues. First, 71 South from Montgomery. It's a crash here on the entrance ramp at the end of the ramp, specifically. Police and emergency crews on the scene here. Also, we're looking at 71 South at Smith Edwards. It's a crash here on the exit ramp as well. And again, the cleanup underway, so watch for delays. And then West Mitchell, near 75. Police here have an accident. A couple of vehicles are tangled up, so watch for potential delays here. I'm Rich Shrimp on News Radio 700 WLW. Now, the latest forecast from the Advanced Dentistry Weather Center. Advanced Dentistry, the judgment-free dental experience you've been looking for. NoFearDentist.com. Clouds decrease this afternoon, so we'll get back to a few more rays of sunshine. With a high of 70 and a light northwest wind, it is another beautiful day to get outside. Tonight, clouds are rolling back in. We'll see a low 56 and technically a really small rain chance. Realistically, most of us won't see precipitation. And it's dry for Wednesday, mostly cloudy, as highs increase to the mid-70s. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning Meteorologist Jennifer Ketchmark, News Radio 700 WLW. Overcast right now, 67 degrees here in the Tri-State. This just in the Hamilton County Coroner's Office will hold a news conference this afternoon to uh, tell us about the finding of a dismembered woman's body in Cincinnati Sunday in North Fairmount. We will have that covered. Polls are open in Ohio till 730. Those in line by that time will be permitted to vote. Be sure to take your photo ID with you. If you don't, you will be allowed to cast a provisional ballot. But in order for that to count, you'll have to return to the Board of Elections with your state ID within four days 
or your vote is tossed. Uh, results for local races will be in quicker than the state issues. With more on what voters are deciding today on issue two, here's Rick Uccino. Ohio's issue two would create an adult use program very similar to the current marijuana law that's in place in Michigan. Attorney John Frazier with Dykema Cannabis says there's a reason voters in Michigan and 22 other states have already ended their prohibition on weed as more people are realizing its dark political history dating back to the 1930s with the decision having nothing to do with the drug's potency. Bureau of Narcotics director at the time was an outright racist. He basically said it's the Mexicans bringing it in across border and it's racist against black people saying jazz music is causing white women to have sex with black men that's in the congressional record not really a good policy reason frazier says many of the same arguments from opponents of issue two in ohio he heard five years ago in michigan and they've largely been much to do about nothing. I'm Ricky Uccino, News Radio 700, WLW. In Kentucky, Commonwealth Governor Andy Bashir had a double-digit lead in the polls on his Republican rival just a couple of weeks ago. But now recent polling shows that the Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, has completely closed the gap. In the last two weeks, the polls have really showed the race for governor of Kentucky tightening up. Incumbent Andy Bashir's double-digit lead has disappeared. And pollster Jeff Skelly with ABC News says he won't be surprised at all if Republican challenger Daniel Cameron pulls off the upset. I think this race has always been something of a toss-up, maybe with Bashir having a slight edge because he does retain a pretty strong approval rating, especially for a Democrat in Kentucky. Sort of the way to look at it is that it was always going to be a close election just because of sort of the, the baseline partisanship of, of Kentucky. It's a you know, it's a red state. One thing that appears to be helping Cameron, recent ads touting his endorsement from former President Donald Trump. I'm Brian Combs, News Radio 700 WLW. A Warren County elderly man remains missing. Police are looking for 79-year-old Robert Fadden, last seen in a 2018 white Chevy Colorado. He's a white male, 160 pounds, salt and pepper hair with a beard and wears glasses. He was last seen north of Columbus, but anyone who has seen his truck should call the Warren County Sheriff. Checking the Wall Street numbers right now, it's an update. The Dow is up 74 points, the S&P up 13, the NASDAQ gained 123 at this point. Next update coming at 1.30. I'm Sandy Collins on News Radio 700 WLW. The ambush came in the early... Now joining you and I from the Ohio Press Network is the legendary Jack Windsor. And Jack, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And, and Jack, first of all, I love the website. You have things up here that others do not put up. Uh, one of them is, of course, the, uh, the Crowder release of the authentic Covenant killer writings. This is the transgender person that... Uh, had a manifesto that normally is released immediately as long as it fits the media diatribe. If it doesn't fit, it's not released. But you have something also interesting that is something not discussed because with a woman's right to choose and reproductive rights, pediatrician discusses uh, fetal pain in late-term abortions. Supporters want to ignore that. And as a father yourself, explain what your column deals with when it comes to this uh, female pediatrician. Yeah, so this female pediatrician actually is in the Cincinnati area, and she wrote an opinion piece for Cincinnati.com, and she wanted to hit head on the fact that if issue one is passed, it does go further than Roe v. Wade. And in fact, a lot of legal experts have weighed in and, and said that issue one, if passed, would allow abortion on demand for any reason late in pregnancy. And we can debate whether that would happen or not. It absolutely would. But she wanted folks to really understand that after 15 weeks, infants feel pain. And that's not anything that anyone wants to discuss. And why it matters to me, Willie, is that we live in a culture where if a dog gets 
locked in a car and the windows are up on a hot summer day, people go apoplectic and lose their minds. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but they don't really give a hoot that we're killing babies that can absolutely feel pain for matters of convenience. So we wanted to shed light on that uh, using a Cincinnati pediatrician. There was an article in the Inquirer about a week ago that talked about state issue one, I think giving incomplete and inaccurate information. The article said that issue one, uh, if it's passed, would uh, allow abortion up until viability, which it said was about the 24th week, viability at the 24th week. And after that, uh, it would be prohibited. Of course, that's accurate, but it's wrong because it's not prohibited. The word but comes into play, and that is but if the woman's health is affected, that the abortionist can still perform the abortion, which means health is financial health, emotional health. Every time somebody has a baby, there's some impact on financial health. And so in reality, it's from the moment of conception through birth, abortion will be permitted. Plus, there'll be no one to object to it right now. If your daughter, you don't have one at this age, but if you had a daughter that was 14 years old and she found herself pregnant uh, in most jurisdictions uh, and she went to get an abortion because uh, a boyfriend or some other person referred her to Planned Parenthood, that uh, you have to notify the parents because the parent is the one that has custody. If issue one passes because it refers to an individual, not to a woman or a female, and because it refers to uh, it's unbridled, there'd be no reason for a 14-year-old girl to counsel with her mom and dad about what to do. Am I correct on that? Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are correct on that. And, you know, the straw man argument that issue one supporters wage is that, well, look, there isn't a 14-year-old that's going to get pregnant. And nobody's going to, you know, abusers essentially or lawbreakers don't aid and abet their victims. Well, Actually, in Ohio, there was a 21-year-old soccer coach about a decade ago who impregnated one of his players, a 14-year-old, and literally called it into Planned Parenthood, pretending to be her father. She aborted the baby. Now, he was later found guilty, but it happened. So it's really foolish for us to believe that when that would be permitted, that it won't happen because it will. And, Willie, back to your argument about viability, people who are, uh, are in favor of issue one like to say, well, see – after viability, uh, the, the, the abortion would be prohibited. No, it wouldn't because of what you said. It would allow an, an abortion doctor, which, by the way, this amendment means allows only one. Right now in Ohio law, there has to be two that, that sign off on it from different practices. This would say an abortion from a Planned Parenthood doctor could be uh, authorized if the health of the mother is in question. Well, health is not defined in the amendment. The, the U.S. Supreme Court has already said when, when health is not defined, it can include things like, mental health, emotional health, financial health. And one thing I do want to add, I talked to the former solicitor general last week, and he said, you know, pretending that a, a, a rule with an exception is a rule is, is silly. If you're driving down the road and the speed limit sign says 65 miles per hour, then the limit's 65. If it says 65 miles per hour, unless you believe you're driving at a speed that you can justify as being safe, you know, <laughs> when you have those loopholes, it is not 
a rule. It is a suggestion, and that is exactly what that clause is that people who support this radical amendment point to is. It's a, it's a, it's a suggestion. It's not a rule. And it seems odd that if your daughter falls down, hurts a knee, goes to the orthopedic surgeon, or maybe go to the hospital and get some stitches or uh, get medicine of one type or another, the parents got to agree. However, if issue one passes, the parent doesn't have to agree. The parent is an impediment, in which case if your son or daughter as a freshman uh, spending his or her time on TikTok, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party, if they think, you know, I have feelings that I'm not, I'm not in the right body, that my body ought to be male and I'm a female, I want to go through. You can go to a, a lot of school districts, talk to the counselors, and they will hook you up with a pediatrician to begin a process of hormone treatment under issue one without the parents knowing a damn thing about it because it deals with reproductive rights and women have babies. And there's nothing in this amendment about women or female. It's about person or individual. So that would say to a school counselor, if somebody wants to transition, don't have to notify mom or dad. Yeah. And Dave Yost spelled that out in his legal analysis of this. And unfortunately, the impotent press only took a part of what he said. He said, look, I'm not saying that this would be a guarantee that minors could, you know, gender transition or abort without parental involvement. But then he said, however, um, it would not guarantee parental rights. That's the part that nobody wants to print. It would not guarantee parental rights. And you have to remember, in the state of Ohio, if you have a 12-year-old, uh, that 12-year-old can talk to a doctor, and the doctor can say, do you want me to release your full medical record to your parents? If that child says no, uh, parents are out of luck. So we have to stop pretending like the camel's nose isn't already under the tent. It is, and Yost already said that if this passes, there would be no guarantee that parental rights to intercede in abortions or trans uh, procedures for their kids would be guaranteed. And that should be a huge warning flag, particularly when you consider that the folks behind it are Planned Parenthood and the ACLU, who have already told us that they want abortion without limits, and they view parents being involved as a burden. All right. Uh, well, we're warning electors. We're warning voters what's coming if they vote a certain way. And as I said with uh, with uh, Secretary of State LaRose about uh, about an hour ago, that, that if this thing goes down, which I hope it will, it's a no, abortion tomorrow and the next day and for the next few months is still legal anyway in the state of Ohio. It's either the heartbeat bill, which is anywhere from, you know, five to six weeks or there's still an injunction in place that would have to be uh, uh, resolved that carries up to mm -hmm. 20, 22 weeks. And so a, a no vote simply means that abortions continue. However, it's likely to be a five or six week or fetal heartbeat situation as opposed to whenever you want to get it done, get her done. And to begin this uh, interview, to talk about a pediatrician understanding that a mother's got to know that when she has an abortion after about 14 or 15 weeks, uh, uh, the baby feels a whole bunch of pain, recoils in horror inside the womb, doesn't want to die. And so it's not about uh, reproductive rights. It's about killing healthy, unborn babies. That's what this thing is about. And I'm shocked that our culture is into that. Of course, watching Hamas chapters at various universities is another issue. Now, secondly, you have a posting about uh, the transgender uh, out of Tennessee that had a manifesto. It's been many, 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 many months since the transgender uh, person. And what does uh, the Steve Crowder release, what does it show? What, what was his intent in killing and attacking that uh, Covenant school in Nashville, Tennessee? 
Well, I'm going to just read to you part of what's in that notebook. Kill the kids. Those crackers going to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks with their daddy's Mustangs and convertibles. Expletive you, little expletive. I wish to shoot your weak expletive. And then it goes on to say, uh, want to kill all you little crackers, bunch of little expletive with your white privilege. And so to me, here's what I, I would hope. First of all, they didn't want to release it because the, the, the further this gets away from the time that it happened, people tend to forget, right? There's other stuff in our frontal lobes that we're thinking about. Right. The reality is that this person had mental illness. There's, and, and when I read that, what it points to to me is that um, somewhere along the line, someone got a hold of this kid and made this kid think that America is awful, that, it, that it's this, this settler country, right? And, and we've, we've, heard, we've seen and heard this before, that, it, that capitalism is evil. White kids in particular have, have privilege. Willie, maybe this will make us pump the brakes on this idea that we should be allowing kids at, at a young age to choose their gender or that we should be pumping political activism into their minds that makes them hate this country if this is how it indeed turns out. I'm sure it's mental health. Every mass shooting, there's no reasonable uh, cause for a mass shooting. 99% are going to be mental health driven. But when the mentally ill person confused wants to kill little white children because of their backpacks and their families. That's a hate crime. That's a racial attack, which doesn't fit the media diatribe. Therefore, when the manifesto came out, it wasn't published well at all. The police didn't want to release it, unlike the case in Buffalo, where a white racist wanted to find a black store to shoot up because there'd be more black persons there. And when that, when that manifesto became available, it was released the next day because it fits the me yeah. media diatribe, but this didn't, especially the transgender aspect. That's right. And Willie, there is no, there's no denying that there is a mental health crisis, but here's what I would argue. Why is that? Well, because we're telling kids at an early age, you really shouldn't trust your parents, particularly if they are of a certain political or religious ilk. You should trust the government or your school counselor. And by the way, if you are a boy, and you're questioning yourself, and maybe you're a girl, you really shouldn't trust your own biology. And certainly this God that you claim to believe in, you shouldn't believe that God. That makes you a white Christian nationalist. We are taking away the foundation of truth. Every foundation of truth that a kid could stand on, we're disrupting it. And I wonder why we have a mental illness crisis in this country. Well, you're, you're in Columbus. I'm in Cincinnati. Uh, Friday night, a little 11-year-old boy, Dominic Davis, was gunned down in the streets of Cincinnati, along with five others who were uh, who were teenagers, uh, because there was some drive-by shooting, some beef happened, in which human life is completely irrelevant. When I had on the superintendent of public schools in Cincinnati, Ironetta Wright, about a month ago, she said statistically 49% of our student body are chronically absent from public school. And if you, if you isolate by black boys under the age of 18, the number is 70% are chronically absent. There's few, if any, mm -hmm. passing of standardized testing. There's no family life. You live on TikTok, put out by the Chinese Communist Party. You have no father figure in the home. Hip-hop and that kind of music doesn't really apply the right kind of family and faith values. The churches are unoccupied in the black community. They don't exist anymore. Then we wonder why in the city of Cincinnati, there's going to be 400 people shot this year, and it'll be 75% black black males because of the society and culture in which they live in. 
And Jack, the great majority of this is race related, but the great majority mm -hmm. of black folks have nothing to do with this kind of behavior. It's a distinct small subset of a few thousand in each urban area that makes living uninhabitable. And the leaders of the black community have no idea what to do because uh, the culture largely has collapsed. So we can grieve about little Dominic Davis getting gunned down on Friday night and the others, other ones are shot. But we're going to wait for the next event and the next event. You're in Columbus. I would imagine parts of Columbus look like parts of Beirut or parts of Gaza City. It's terrible. It's mm -hmm. awful. There's crime everywhere. Drugs on the street. Hyperdermic needles, no family formation. The churches aren't occupied. Crime is being committed. And I'm thinking, okay, what's going to change? Nothing changes unless the culture changes. And I see no effort in that direction at all. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I say this, Willie. If Black Lives Matter, prove it. There were a lot of people who marched behind that banner in 2020. And so then I would say to you, six percent black women comprise 6% of Ohio's population, but almost 50% of abortions are performed on them. If we want the black community to value lives and we want to value the black community, then let's not make it easier for them to abort and tell them that it's okay to abort the life that is a quote fetus. So what are we doing there to protect black lives? And by the way, if black lives do matter and absenteeism is 49% in public schools, let's give those kids an education choice and give them an opportunity to get into a thriving building where they can actually learn reading, writing, and arithmetic and, and have their God-given talent come out in the form of education. Excellent. All, all of us have a stake in this, Jack, because something's got to change to improve the horrible, dysfunctional urban areas and also poor white areas in southern Ohio typically have the same outcomes. And it's awful. It's terrible. We can spend more money anticipating a different result, but it, it never takes place. And there's more makeshift memorials. There's more gnashing of teeth. And there's more Dominic Davis's gunned down in every city in the great country of ours right now. And it's not because of the NRA. It's not because of the Second Amendment. It's a lack of values. It's a lack of faith. It's a lack of education. It's a lack of hope. And uh, I don't know how government can mandate hope. All right. Uh, well, Jack, lastly, about a minute remaining. Give me your prediction, only a prediction. Issue one, issue two, not what you want to happen. But what do you think will happen? I think issue two has been put on the back burner. There are some significant challenges with that amendment. Uh, the potency of the THC, the only 10% tax and a 36% return of tax revenue to companies makes it look like that the government is going to initiate a marijuana monopoly. So I'm not a, a fan of issue two for that reason. I think, though, because it's been under the radar, it may pass. Particularly, there are a lot of independents who want the government out of their business. Issue one will come down to turnout. 850,000 early votes were cast. I believe that 62 and, and, and overcast, but it's not raining, it's not cold. I think that if, if evangelicals and Catholics get out to the polls, I think issue one can be defeated. If 54% of people vote on election day to oppose it, I think it goes down. 
Well, let's see what happens. In in August, 43% voted to increase it to 60. I would assume that 43% are still going to be there. It needs to catch 7% of the other 57% to get over the hump. And if you focus on a little baby in the womb feeling terrible pain and dying because of mother's behavior, that's one thing. If you focus on women's rights and and uh, and all those kinds of you get a different result. But all I can think about is before anyone gets an abortion, before a woman gets an abortion, have a sonogram done and tell me that's not yeah. a little baby. Just tell me that little yeah. nut, peanut in there is not a baby. Just tell me that. And you want to you want to you want to kill that little baby inside your womb. Tell me that you're right. And if you focus on that, I think the result's going to be different. Amen, Willie, from from your mouth to God's ear. All right, Jack Windsor, the OhioPresNetwork.com. Thank you again on this election day afternoon for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And, Jack, thank you very much. God bless you. Thanks for having me. God bless America. All right, let's continue. The line becomes available, 513-749-7000. News, Stooge Next, and Chris Smitherman at the top of the next hour. All on News Radio 700 WLW. Do you need a plumber? Call Nixco Plumbing now. Our service experts are ready to solve your plumbing problem. Drain cleaning, water heater installation. Here's a countdown. Two, one. And, and that pretty much says it all in, in just a few seconds. We, we got to one. We heard shattering. We saw windows starting to, to pop a little bit, and in one fall, full sweep, a cloud of dust in front of us. The dust cloud has settled, the building now gone, taking just seconds for Sander Hall to fall to the ground when the controlled blasts, a series, were fired off seconds apart, bringing this 26-story tall building to the ground. Just to be able to experience the phenomena of that implosion, you know, and knowing it's, it's the largest one in the country and the second largest in the world to ever be imploded, it's, it was a memorable event. I even bought two commemorative T-shirts. I saw it fall in 1991. Hello. 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 Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, you bonehead. Oh, boy. Seg, that was UC Sander Hall, June twenty third, nineteen ninety one. By the way, they got some other president? buildings. They got some other buildings around here that ought to go that way too. Absolutely. Who was president in nineteen ninety one? I don't know. I, Come I, on. I, um, Come on. Bush. George. Uh, uh, the uh, first. That's very good. Yeah. There you go. I Thank you. Told you that. Yeah. Seg. Give me some sports and make it fast. Well, the uh, sports is uh, the uh, Stru- the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Temstar heating and air conditioning dealers. Temstar quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Call Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 513-531-6900. Sports. Also, want to thank Lear's Prime Market Willie, your Thanksgiving holiday destination. Uh, game day is also pri- Lear's Prime Market Day. They got all your tailgate needs plus. Uh, check them out. They got uh, all. It's your Thanksgiving holiday destination, LearsPrime.com, located in Milford. The home of the Fighting Eagles, who lost ten to nine. Very sad about Tom Grippa losing ten to nine to Mason. That is. Correct. That's a fact. Jack. That's a fact. Now we have uh, breaking news up the street from us, Willie, at Moeller High School. What happened? 
The Molar what? Soccer the Molar Soccer team has risen to number 1 in America wow. in the latest United Soccer Coaches High School rankings. Mm. Molar's 23 and 0, they've allowed one goal this season in their first match. 22 straight shutouts and uh, the Crusaders will face uh, Columbus St. Charles uh, tomorrow night in the state semifinals. And then also, the great one, Molar basketball coach Carl Kramer has been elected to the Ohio High School Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. He's part of the class of 2024. No question, Carl Kramer. Wow! Thank you, Lance. Has dedicated his life for the functioning of Muller High School and their basketball. He's been athletic director, now the principal, head basketball coach. Carl Kramer is a great American. He's going to be inducted uh, April 24th in Columbus. Ninth all-time on the Ohio High School on the OHSAA Boys Basketball win list. 657. Five Division I state titles. 23 uh, GCL titles and 15-time GCL Coach of the Year entering his 40th year in basketball coaching overall. 40 years. Sounds yeah. like a sentence. Ugh. Now, 40. last night in college basketball, the Bearcats win. Uh, Xavier knocks off Robert Morris. Middle Tennessee. Ooh, they they uh, got uh, the, the NKU forgot to play the first half, I think. The Norse fall. Kentucky wins. Dayton wins. Uh, Miami got beat. And uh, how about this? James Madison. Upsets fourth-rated Michigan State in East Lansing in OT. Impossible. MSU coach Tom Izzo's nephew is an assistant at JMU. How does James Madison beat beat uh, Michigan well, State? They did last night, and JMU not only got the win, but they got paid ninety five thousand dollars to show up. Well, the kids didn't get the money. Well, no that's true. Yeah, but they probably did get money, but not like yep. Michigan State in Michigan. What's the latest on the Michigan scandal? Uh, I'm glad you asked. The Big Ten has formally notified Ann Arbor that uh, it could be facing disciplinary action from the league as the NCAA continues its investigation for illegal off-campus scouting and signal stealing. Should they forfeit the wins against Ohio State the last well, they're two gonna, years? They're going to do something. I mean, you know, I mean, something's going to happen. They're cheaters. Harbaugh's a cheater. Uh, back to women's basketball last night. Number one in defending national champion LSU falls to Colorado 92-78. to Impossible. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase listed his day-to-day hurting his back, trying to make a catch a Sunday night against Buffalo. He's got some contusions. He's got some... Uh... A little soft tissue injury to work out. I, well, I'm, I'm sure they'll figure somebody can help him out. Uh, get the latest on the Bearcats tonight. They've lost seven in a row, and they're on the road against Houston Saturday. Scott Satterfield show, original Montgomery in at 8.05, right Table here on 700 WLW. Table of four, come on up front. Now, uh, let's see, ba- baseball. Of course, we reported yesterday Craig Council's getting that uh, $40 million deal to, be, to leave Milwaukee and head to Hello, Chicago. Uh, so the Cubs will be paying at, at council more next year than the Reds will be paying De La Cruz, McLean, Marte, Friedel, Encarnacion Strand, Lodolo, Ashcraft, Abbott, Williamson, and Alexis Diaz combined. You must be pretty valuable. And apparently, I guess, uh, Willie, this is, uh, this. I guess the MLS is looking into this. But apparently in soccer, uh, they, after the uh, the, the uh, New York Red Bulls FC Cincinnati matches past Saturday, 
a player gained unauthorized entry into the official's locker room, forcibly removed by stadium security while acting in an aggressive and hostile manner. Who was it? The Philadelphia Inquirer reports the FCC player in question is Matt Miazga. What? So apparently what? he got into the uh, official's locker room and was giving up the well, what, what for? Why? Uh, I guess, I guess because, well, I think he got another, he got a yellow card in the match. And I think if you get two yellow cards, you got to sit out the, the next uh, game or ne- match or game or series or something. So I don't know. But I mean, you know, he, he, they could they could bring the building down on him because uh, he, he unauthorized into the lo- official's locker room. Not what, good. Whoa. Not good. No, not good. Not good. Now, no. what about Election Day? What about people going to the polls? Uh, what do you, what what's your prediction on issue well, one? Issue one, the vote in a shock the world moment will be no. Yeah, fifty one forty nine. Ohioans do not like killing unborn healthy babies. What about That's two? Not, no. What about two, two? Will be a yes by a thin margin because the legislature can change and adjust that at will. So there's adjustments to two, but not to one. You also have the zoo. Well, you, you, you got to vote for the zoo and the library. Well, I mean, zoo. I mean, I mean, Thane Manor is going to release the animals. Well, I if, mean, uh, and and Fiona, Fiona, Fritz, and Tucker and BB are going to be hungry. Imagine what they're eating. Oof. And, and then, then and then you and, and what about twenty two? Uh oh, see, they're saying vote vote yes for the zoo or else. That's what they're saying. Now, what about the what about the choo choo train? Yay or nay? Well, I got Smitherman coming up in about uh, 10, 15 minutes on yeah. that. I, uh, I think it's going to be yes. Yes. To, to sell it? To sell it. Sell yes. the choo-choo? Yes. What okay. do you say? I don't know. I don't, I don't. I can't vote. I'm I'm out of the city, so I can't vote. I don't, I mean. Did you I get, vote for it, it, Richard K. Jones? Heck yeah. Are you kidding? He's not running this time. Well, I'm going to write him in when I get home. I don't write care. Right, I'm going to write him in and write him in. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, what about uh, in your home state where you were born in Covington, Bashir v. Cameron? Well, you know, we had on uh, Cameron yesterday. Earlier today, we had on Justin Krigler from Boone County laying it out. Right. Uh, I say Cameron wins in an upset. That's Really? Fine. It's an upset. I mean, where did he come? I mean, he was like nowheresville, right? And then all of a sudden, what happened? Well, uh, I think basically it's a Republican state. Yeah. And the Republican Party will come back home where it belongs. The money being spent by Bashir is seven or eight times more money than Daniel Cameron. Right. But it's a Republican state. And I think a lot of people still recall the shutdowns, the lockdowns, the uh, chronicling what happened with the COVID-19 and not being able to go to church. People remember that stuff. And it is a it is a red state. And. Rob Sanders uh, and, tells and me. And start um, accepting way. folks in their backside. Mm-hmm. There we go. I don't know. I, mean, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't know I don't what know. to tell you. I mean, but uh, the other ones are going to statewide office holders like Coleman running for yeah. attorney general is going to win by 200,000 votes. What about the rest of Ohio? We don't, we don't have that much, uh, no. much going on, do we? No, they're local issues. Other than right. one and two, all the rest of them are local issues of one type or another. And, uh, you know, I voted. Uh, I voted no, and then I voted yes. I voted no on one. Of course, I want to try to save the lives of unborn, healthy babies, 
And then issue two is marijuana treating it like liquor. I like liquor. And the thing I find persuasive persuasive about that is issue two has the ability of the legislature to change, adjust, add, subtract, multiply, divide. Unlike issue one, right. which was locked in place. All right. It's a constitutional thing. So uh, so I hope that's what happens. But we'll uh, see. what We'll get the government we deserve. Uh, and that worries me greatly. And then tomorrow you'll have all the, uh, all the uh, uh, stalwarts on yes. the radio, correct? They're going to come in to pick up the pieces of what happened, of all the things that could have been, all the things that might have been. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. That's Hopefully, we uh, you haven't heard anything about the, are the are the polls busy or yay, yep. nay, or in, in in between or what? Uh, head on uh, Secretary of State Frank LaRose, there's going to be about a 40% turnout. Well, 40% bad. turnout. I mean, 60% of voters aren't going to vote. Yeah. And half adults aren't registered anyway. So we're dealing with a small number of elitists yeah. caring enough about our society to vote. By the way, I got a text here from Pete Witte of Western Hills. Uh-oh. He says, what does he say? No on issue 22. He don't like 22. He yeah. wants to keep the railroad. So, well, if we, if we get the if, if we vote yes, how much money do they get? $1.6 billion, but there's a straitjacket. <laughs> I- oh, a straitjacket and handcuffs put on it of course. by Bill Seitz and Lou Blessing. And, like, uh, and the power of five can't get a hold of this? The power of five cannot use the money. Oh, okay. Jennifer Catchmark cannot touch it. So she wasn't part of the. She not. She's, she, part she's of a the hockey machine. coach. She's part she, of the. Machine. She's like. Uh, she's she's a hockey coach now. She's part of the machine. Huh? She's part of the machine. Segman, please get me out of the stooge report because we live in difficult times. Willie, in honor of this being election day, and on this day, fifty-six years ago, in the Gem City of Dayton. Phil Donahue began his television show. How about that? 56 years ago, that guy still ought to be on TV. I think he's alive. And on June 23rd, 1991, Uh Sander Residential Hall came tumbling down on campus of the University of Cincinnati. How about that? I got some other buildings I I might want to put on that list, too. And C.J. Stroud is ready to invade Cincinnati, representing Ohio State football. What about that? They better better, uh, contain him Sunday, but uh, I don't think he's played against the... uh, that Bengal uh, defense like the, our men in stripes have yet. I hope not. So it's gonna, but he's been he's been firing up that ball like crazy. Four hundred and seventy-five yards and five touchdowns. Oof. So uh, that was pretty good. Amen. Segment, get me out of the stooge report. Willie, in honor of this being election day, go to the polls and vote early and often. We leave you with the immortal words of the stooge report. Now I'm looking at some of the people that work here at 700 WLW, and I would put myself at the top of the best looking, very close to the top of uh, the best looking people that work here. I would at least put Bill Cunningham in the top five. I think Bill would be in the top five, but I, I think I'm 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 in that upper stratosphere. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that. How do you rate? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, segment, thank you. Let's continue. Yes, sir. Remember, vote early, vote often. Okay. (laughs) Let's continue with more. 155 coming up in about 10, 15 minutes will be Chris Smitherman about the murder of a Dominic Davis, 11-year-old boy, and more. That's Roma the Bengals, News Radio 700, WLW.
On Joe Biden and Sherrod Brown's watch, gas is up 40%, and groceries are up 20%. Inflation is a tax on... And, uh, of course, Chris Featherman has been vice mayor of the city of Cincinnati, council member for quite a long period of time, former head of the NAACP. Many issues, so little time. Issue one, issue two, issue 22. You got the zoo. You got the library. I want to feed the animals because I don't want the zoo to release them. And if Thane Manor says we can't afford to keep the animals, he might let them go. That's a serious matter. First of all, Christopher Smitherman, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And before we talk about politics and so much more, I'm sitting at home Friday night relaxing, and I see once again 5, 9, 12, 19, Trisha Mackey, Sharif Palello, Tanya O'Rourke, they all uh, are there there in uh, OT, uh, uh, they're in the West End, uh, and... uh, and they're looking at situations of an 11-year-old boy named Dominic Davis. His name was not released for a while. There were six people shot. It appeared to be a drive-by shooting in which, I don't know, uh, 22 shots were fired. An 11-year-old boy is dead. The pictures are, uh, of his vibrant life are all over the place. What a great-looking little boy he was. Uh, mainly, there were juveniles shot. There was an older woman that maybe was a bystander that was hit. And uh, again, we hear... The same stuff. Makeshift Memorial, uh, Chief of Police Thiege, who's very well intended, says, you know what, uh, uh, it, w- this is unacceptable. The mayor, uh, Pierreval, will hold a brief news conference with the vice mayor. Okay, we're going to find out who did this and then put away the same diatribe till the next drive-by shooting or the next mass event. As a former president of the NAACP, first of all, you're not responsible for any of that. 98% of black folks are not responsible for what's happening in their community, which they don't want, don't like, and wish it was different. But one thing that does happen is, is that uh, snitches get stitches. There's a sense that there's no one talking about this event. As of now, as of this Tuesday afternoon, it appears there's been no one arrested at this point. When you get information like this as a father of so many beautiful children, how do you process it? Well, it's devastating. Um, and, you know, there is, this is all about parents. It's all about the family. Um, it's all about the public policymakers not sending a clear message that they support police. And so there's this undertone, as great as a chief Fiji is, um, you know, the reality of it is the electeds have to send that message from City Hall that they support cops. That's the first line of defense. And our cops aren't parents our cops aren't aunts they're they're they need to go in in our hot areas across our 52 neighborhoods and and create a police presence not a police state but a police presence where we support our police officers and make sure that they understand that on tuesday morning we know that something bad could happen right we understand that when you're engaging somebody with a gun something bad could happen and we want to make sure that we send the message that we support our cops until that happens, Willie, right? We can't, we got mental health response teams with our police. We're, 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 until that happens, and also until we also enforce our juvenile um, uh, curfews and make sure that we're getting those young people off the street, taking them to a rec center, calling the parents, come get your kid. Until we get serious about this, all this other nonsense that's coming from City Hall will mean nothing. That's where no. we are. This is about parents holding themselves, holding parents accountable and making sure that we have, which is what we can do as public policymakers, support our police and our fire, 
but and and support the University of Cincinnati and their and their medical teams because Willie, if they weren't as good as they were, there'd be more people dead. I mean, people don't realize the technology and the and the depth of the medical teams over at the University of Cincinnati, and that when you see 229 or 300 people shot in the city of Cincinnati year to date, there would be a lot more death if we didn't have the University of Cincinnati's medical teams. Is it a cultural complete breakdown? Because when I had on Ironetta Wright, the superintendent of the school, was about a month ago, and there were state figures, state state public department of education, that about seventy percent of black boys are chronically absent from school. Seventy percent overall, the number is about forty nine percent of everyone. But you know, when black boys, I don't know if Dominic Davis. Uh, was in school repeatedly. I, I hope he was, but others. But 70% of black boys are chronically absent. Uh, of the some 400 people to be shot this year, 80% are black males. And we and also when you talk about abortion, which I think is is, is a big problem, about 3% of Ohioans are, are black women of a certain age to have a baby, 3%. But they comprise 49% of the abortions. And so... Yeah, do, do these actions interact one with the other? Is it a sign of something greater, which is a collapse of civilization, a collapse of culture? No, it's not a collapse of civilization. Um, there is a major cultural issue, um, and, it, and it absolutely is surrounding the family. And so no. until... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, until it's, until African Americans, white Americans, Latino Americans, this is across all of our, our Americans that, that, you know, in this country, you know, until we get serious about reinstating basic values, um, we're going to have the problems that we're having. You can't have. And let me give a shout-out to single moms right now that are listening. I want to thank them for everything they do. They get up. They work their butts off. They're working hourly wages, many of them. They're trying to feed two kids, and dad left them. He's on to the next family. That's not all, but there is a a chronic issue with this. And we've got a court system that won't hold these dads accountable for paying their basic child support. And we also have institutions, wherever they are, that are still willing to pay these men under the table so they can avoid their responsive financial responsibilities to their families. And so my point is that we have a breakdown in the family and we've got to get black fathers engaged with their black sons and their black daughters. If we were to do that, talk less about dogging out police and what they're doing and more about what we're talking about now, we could make a dent in what you're experiencing and seeing and what we're all seeing in our neighborhoods. Yeah, it's happening in every major American city just a breakdown of culture, a breakdown of civility. I see it with Hamas chapters at the University of Cincinnati marching around in support of Hamas. Something like 49% of college students support Hamas. About 45% support Israel. And and I think the other 6% have no clue what's going on. When I look at uh, homelessness, which is creeping in Cincinnati once again, uh, when I look at uh, when you have the police exam, 
you used to have uh, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred persons show up to take the police exam for one eighty-person class. Now you can't put a class together. Not enough people qualify. They don't want to be cops. They don't want to be corrections officers in the Hammond County Jail. They just don't want to do it. Uh, we got a major problem. And when American society problem. has sniffles, the black community gets a cold because it's just you have to stay in school. And you, as a father of, so you you have five children, and most of them are nuclear nuclear scientists. For God's sakes, it's amazing. <laughs> Look at your family, and it all comes to a mother and a father having a stable environment. And when the family's under attack, when cops are not respected. When 20,000 bullets fly around Cincinnati, uh, they're going to hit somebody at some point. It's just a terrible place to be. Uh, let's get on and to somebody else. Yeah, say, go ahead. Let, go ahead. Let me say one point and say that, you know, when the teachers called, which was incredibly rare, if ever, our family about something one of our children might have done or did do, we always backed up the teacher. And so parents out there, you know, get involved with your children in their schools and understand that that is how you're going to make a difference. Education is still the number one way into the middle class, getting a good education. And so we've got 37,000 kids, give or take 1,000, in our Cincinnati public schools. I would predict that 70% of those are African-American kids. And we have got to demand better performance out of Cincinnati public schools. Now, they have unique issues, right, because they're yeah. dealing with families yeah. that are struggling with all the things. This isn't Summit Country Day. Right. So no. I, I understand no. that. But we still have to get better results out of our public schools. Now, issue one, you kind of talked about abortion. Yeah. One, I'm, a two, no on, I'm, I'm a no I'm a no on one. Um, and and I'm here at Sailor Park posted up right now. Um, and, and I think this is one of the heartlands of of our city out here in Sailor Park, because you've got Democrats, you've got Republicans and independents all kind of coming in and voting. Um, and I can tell you that people are very concerned about the parental issue around issue one. So there, there are people that are voting that are saying, well, I'm, I am for, I'm, I, I think that women should have the right, but they think that the legislation has gone too far and they're voting no and they're Democrats voting no because they're saying, I want to be involved when my minor child is making this kind of a decision. So that's been interesting in those conversations I'm having out here. Now, issue one, I, I had on Frank LaRose a couple hours ago and he pointed out the obvious and I asked him the question, let's say no wins in an upset, I think most of the so-called pundits, the experts, have said that uh, abortion is like a sacrament to liberals, and therefore we have to approve of it. But if it goes down, no. Tomorrow and the next day and the next day, Ohioans can still access an abortion. That it's a minimum of six weeks, and according to the according to a state judge, it's uh, 24 weeks to to make the decision. So no matter what happens. Uh, if it's a no vote, which I pray to God happens, I, if I could vote ten times no, I would do it on issue one. That that uh, the most day people don't, most people don't most people don't really they don't even know that you know I'm Catholic, my family is Catholic, that I was baptized in the Catholic Church, you know, that uh, I was an altar boy for ten years under Father Ben Armstrong over at Bellamy Chapel, and my parents have been members. My father is, is deceased, but been the member of the same. Catholic Church for about 55 years. And so what's interesting is where Catholics are coming down on this. And I would share with you, you know, if you're Catholic, make sure, whatever your religion is, but I happen to be Catholic, make sure that you're reading this legislation and understanding how it would impact our families. 
And so the reality for me is I, I, my beautiful daughter is 15. Um, I say yes to condoms. Um, I say yes to abstinence. Um, I say yes to adoption. A lot of things I say yes to. I say no to one. I, I don't support abortions, but I absolutely do not want my daughter to, to be in a situation where a counselor or another custodian could be involved with my daughter having an abortion without my knowledge. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Insane. It, draw, it draws tears to my eyes can you that imagine? my daughter could go through something like that and, and me, the father, and you know that I lost my wife to breast cancer. And so, you know, I fight for every opportunity I can to spend with my daughter. I can't imagine her making that decision without me being involved. That is well, insane. Well, how about your daughter? Uh, I don't know. She's 14 or 15. And she, because of the culture, because of the persuasions of TikTok, she wants to become uh, a boy. And so she talks to her school counselor about thinking, okay, I, I am a girl, but I want to be a boy. And the culture says, I'm confused, and I like to begin hormonal treatment. And TikTok says it's perfectly agreeable for me to do this. And, and then as a parent, you don't get a telephone call. Uh, all of a sudden, your girl is taking hormones and, and, and getting counseling. And as a father, as a single dad, you know nothing about it. And, and, and so let me, if, let me, let me can you imagine you that's, that? a, that's a problem. No, I, can't, I can't imagine, but let me also be clear that my son Isaac, uh, uh, former president of, the, of, of uh, the University of Cincinnati, I mean, out, just recently outgoing, just got his degree in environmental engineering and is on his way to law school. He's taking the LSAT on November the 16th, and he'll, he'll do great, and he's going to be on his way to law school. Whether it's patent law, environmental law, he'll be doing something, but he's an openly gay African-American male. And at every step in his life, Pamela and Christopher Smitherman, his parents, were involved in his life. Meaning I don't like any time someone is excluding me as a parent in any of these decisions. And it doesn't make you anti-anything. It makes you pro-parent. That's the piece that's blowing me away. Whatever families are going through, the worst thing we can do is take the parent out of the equation. That's what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. We've got a young person. He's 11 years old who lost his life. We need parents involved. Why, why is there something on the, on the ballot that takes me out of the process? Now, I don't know. I know we don't have a lot of time, Willie, right. and I want to make sure we get on to issue two, which okay. is something that I absolutely support, right? I'm, I'm a yes on two. Um, I know that there are a lot of people out there that are saying no, but as a stockbroker, I buy and sell cannabis stocks all the time. And there are lots of people that are making a lot of money. It looks like the the, the president or it looks like the Senate or the, or the Congress soon is going to make the decision um, to, to allow deposits in our, in our banks. Um, we're going to have to change the FDIC rules, but eventually that's going to happen. And so I think this is the way of the world taxing um, cannabis, um, recreational marijuana, uh, medical marijuana, all of those versions. We've had, we, this has been on the ballot before in a, different, in, a, in a different version, but it's why I'm supporting it. I just can't see myself making the kind of money that I'm making for clients, buying and selling cannabis stocks, and then come out and say, I'm against something like this. And it's not a perfect bill. It's not perfect legislation. I agree with all that. But I think it moves Ohio in the right direction. Well, Christopher uh, Smitherman, uh, the issue two can be adjusted and changed by the legislature, unlike issue one, Period. which is in the Constitution. 
But if something comes up in six months, well, we can't do this, we can't. Okay, then the lawmakers can have the hearings and make it even better. And that's why I'm voting yes on two and no on one, because one. after all, it's out there anyway. No's got it. No's about human life, about killing unborn healthy babies. Two's Woo. about treating alcohol. You know, it, it's killing. Let's face it. It's not about rape and incest, because that's less than one percent. It's about killing healthy, unborn babies. Yes or no. Do you want yeah. to do that? Yes or no. And I, yeah. first of all, I, I, I agree with you on both of those issues. And then we've got issue uh, we've got issue uh, uh, 22. 22. Yeah, about we a minute. The, minute. We got the, we, I'm a no on 22, save our rail. Uh, issue 24 in the city is about raising our taxes from 1.0 to 1.8 to 2.1. I'm a no on that. It's not because I'm against affordable housing. It's the wrong mechanism to, to, to expand the affordable housing that we're already doing. We, that's our operating budget. That's where we support police and fire. We right. absolutely should reject it, uh, 24. And then there's the zoo, and there's also the library. I voted yes on both of those those yeah. issues, the zoo issue and the library. So I think I think we've covered the majority of them. But the big ones that are bringing people out, because there's a high turnout out here. Again, I'm in Sailor Park. There's a high turnout um, for, for voting is issue one. People are coming out strong on issue one. Um, these hope. other issues are kind of like uh, byproducts of a lot of other things. Now, Thane Maynard is threatened to release the animals if, uh, if the zoo levy doesn't pass. And if that happens, we're going to have real problems. So, all right, Christopher Smitherman, once again, God bless you and God bless America. Ultimately, we get the and life, we, government we deserve. And, Willie, let's have, let's, let me come back on soon enough after the election so we can kind of talk about the results. Just like, you know, we had the discussion about 51% and 60%, meaning there was a big discussion about that. We saw a lot of areas, not places right. like Preble County, right, but break for the simple majority. Let's see what happens. That There could be an upset, and, and we could get a no on one. It I could happen so. because, remember, uh, this is still a farm state. <laughs> Thank yep. you, brother. It is. Christopher Smitherman. Follow me on Advoke Smitherman. Advoke Smitherman. Thank you, sir. Taking care of the polls in Sailor Park this afternoon. Bill Cunningham, News Next at your home of the Bengals. News Radio 700 WLW. today at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. Your car can be picked up as soon as the next day. Receive a tax deduction and vacation voucher. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Now accepting donations of land, homes, buildings, or any kind of real estate. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, McKinley Mortgage continues to help customers, families, persons like you pay off all of their credit card debt and save between $700 and $2,300 a month off total debt. Do not assume you won't qualify just because you found yourself with a lot of, lot of debt to, to pay. This is the perfect time to refinance. Close your refinance between November 30th to December the 8th. 
and you get to skip your December and January mortgage payments. All those monies go directly in your pocket and your first payment's not due until February 2024. Are you kidding me? Do you currently have a second mortgage or a home equity line of credit that has an interest rate that has skyrocketed? Now's the time, the perfect time now to call McKinley Mortgage at 791-2700, 791-2700. Plus, I received a note here from uh, Paul Luck at McKinley Mortgage. Listen up. Willie, we can offer a one-time float down after you lock your rate on a refinance. One-time float down on the late rock on a refinance. That means when you lock your loan in, if rates improve, that can be lowered one time. Now's the time more than any other to save money, get your financial house in order, along with the McKinley Mortgage, locally owned, locally operated, no out-of-town uh, development here, a one-time float down. Call this number, 791-2700, or the website, Best Low Rates, bestlowrates.com, McKinley Mortgage. Need electrical work at your home or office? Then call the electrical pros at Craftsman Electric. With upfront pricing and technicians that don't work on commission, you'll... This is the great American Bill Cunningham taking this opportunity to announce that after some deep thought, I have decided to hang up the headphones and call it a career in radio broadcasting. Now, it's obvious to me that the heir apparent to the great American throne is that yuck-mouthed bartender named Gary Jeff Walker. That just shows you the state of broadcasting where a degenerate like Gary Jeff is our only guy on the bench. So with that, this is the great American Willie Cunningham bidding you farewell. Hello. 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 <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, you bonehead. Oh, my guy. Well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, wait a minute. That was a short retirement. Wait a oh. minute. What, where, where, wait, what, what, what year from? was that? Well... I understand that Gary Jeff Walker huh? is organizing a uh, lynch mob. Bloodless a coup d'etat. <laughs> and he, through AI resources, fashioned that, putting oh, it together for various yeah. words. Yeah, you but never yeah. dreamed of saying That's such things. That's what Kid Chris does to me on, mon on every morning. Well, suddenly I'm resigning and I'm hanging up the microphone. The only person eligible to do what I do is Gary Jeff Walker. That's the best. Of course, I have great, unlike you two characters, I have great respect for Gary Jeff Walker. Great reach, great respect for that man. Yeah, hey, now, you're, it's you're obvious to me that the What do you say? Is that yuck mouth bartender named Gary Jeff Walker. Wow. He made that up somehow. Does that sound like me? I don't think it does. Uh, no. Sounds like an older you. Well, did you vote today, Willie? No. No? Voted, voted early. You voted early. Hopefully you vote early and often. I, I went in several times. Good. I recommend that. And I could vote once. Democrats were way through multiple voting. And how about in uh, Connecticut when they had those poll workers stuffing yeah. the ballot boxes? On camera. Hundreds, hundreds all on camera. And people say that, that doesn't happen. And that's that just one happen. polling location amongst hundreds within a small town in, you know, or a small city in Connecticut. Yeah, uh, but no, election, no. it never happened. No. Yeah, and I, I watched this. And, and the problem is, same-day registration, no signature verification. When I voted at the Board of Elections, they had uh, I had to sign up. I looked at my signature, had to give ID, my, my driver's license, gave a urine sample. No problem at all. If you're a Democrat, just wave your right on through. But I, I'm watching these Democrats. Both sides were cheating, stuffing the ballot box with hundreds of ballots without signature verification, without ID, nothing. That's the Democratic way.
When are the Republicans going to get wise and start cheating as well? Or are we going to just keep complaining that oh, the other side does it and we're going to be high and mighty? When's Correct. that going to happen? It'll never happen. Oh. We will accept it. Know your role and shut, shut your, your mouth. mouth. And don't dare say that there's any illicit activities happening in and around elections. Don't even say that. Segman, get us into the Stooge Report. Well, Lee, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar, quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Call Schmidt Heating and Cooling, 513-531-6900. Sports! Sports! Uh, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase day-to-day after hurting his back Sunday night in that victory over Buffalo, Willie. How bad is it? Uh, well, he's, he's sore. Day-to-day. That's going to be day-to-day. Well, uh, who isn't day-to-day? I'm day-to-day. Yeah. Are you day well, no, yeah, I, 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 You said you're hanging it up at the top of the show. That's what Gary Jeff put together to force me out so he can seize power. It will not happen. Uh, college football tonight, Ohio, you and Buffalo. Tomorrow night, those Miami Redhawks will host Akron. Uh, get the latest on the Bearcats tonight. They're on the road Saturday looking to snap that seven-game losing streak against Houston. Anybody realize that the, the Bearcats are playing in Houston Saturday? The Houston Texans are playing here Sunday. I'll be damned. There you go. I, I you better watch out for C.J. Stroud. Kind of, kind of reminds me of a Dean Martin well. song I heard, heard recently. Well, how, how good is he? Because he, he could have been the number one pick, and he wasn't. How good, Rock, is C.J. Stroud? How good oh, is that guy? It's really good. The, the knock coming out of college, or not the knock, but the question was, is he just a product of Ryan Day's system? Ryan Day, obviously a, an offensive guru, has the, the best wide receiver uh, collection in the entire country. Wait a minute. How, what's this here? I don't know what this is. Everybody I don't know why he's playing this. Down. I'm a face. Without a name, Dean Martin. Just walking in the rain, going back to Houston. Houston, yeah. Houston's coming here, and we're going there. That's right. How about that? When's the last time that happened? I don't know if it ever has. Well, also, Willie, uh, Molar Soccer has climbed to number one in America. In the latest United Soccer Coaches High School rankings. Where's Saint X Soccer? Nowhere. I then couldn't write they that down. They lost to Moeller last week. If How about the number know. one team last week dropped to number 25 Moeller is this not, week? Moeller, apparently, I, I, somebody correct me, but I believe they gave up a single goal in their first For, match right. and haven't given up one 22 since. 22 straight shutouts. They play Columbus St. Charles tomorrow in the state semifinals. They're the next victim. Unbelievable. Andy Mack. Bring it home. Uh, Moeller coach Carl Kramer, longtime uh, 15-time GCL coach of the year. 657 wins, elected to the Ohio High School Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame. He's going to be inducted in the class of 2024. Pretty good stuff there. He's a principal athletic director. 40 years. He spent 40 years at Muller dedicating his life to those kids there, and they're benefited by having his association. But, Rock, you don't want to bring this up, but but I'm reading out in New York that... Uh, uh, how Steinbrenner has gone to the players and others to determine whether to keep or not Aaron Boone and because he had unanimity uh, support among the players and everyone else they decided to keep him your reaction on ownership going to the players to say whether or not to keep the coach wow that's that's yeah was the inmates running the asylum kind of thing I, I don't, I don't know about you, that I, I don't I don't agree with that 
at all. So they're going to get David Ross to come to the Yankees then, I guess? I mean, the players are going to vote for a coach that's the most easygoing, the most, you know, that's going to give them the most um, favorable situation, not necessarily do what's best for the team and make the hard decisions about who sits and who doesn't, who gets traded, who gets the boot, who gets benched. They're not going to pick that guy, are they? No, they're going to pick the guy they get along with. That seems well, dumb. Well, Aaron Boone uh, is staying as Yankees manager and hadn't run a damn thing, but he's a nice guy. I like he him. was here. W- wonderful. Good guy, Bob Boone, all the Boones. Uh, wonderful. But to go to the inmates who run the asylum and say, hey, how's the warden doing? Uh, I don't think George Steinbrenner ever would have done that. No. It's a whole new world now, Willie. You're telling me. You know Same what I'm thing? saying? Jimmy, uh, can we get in the Mueller soccer team if they win the state title? Oh, can of course. You call Carl, Carl Kramer and get that done. Yeah, we'll get. Uh, yeah, of course, Willie. Are you kidding? They'll come in. And uh, I'll and, be there. Yeah, I mean, Mueller Mueller soccer. I mean, they, they, you know, I mean, that there that 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 kid that uh, has got like twenty two straight shutouts. Uh, he ought to turn pro with FC Cincinnati. Like, get him down there as soon as they as soon as they're done. Jeff Birding ought to give that kid a lifetime no pay, a no trade bonus laden contract. Get him there as millions the youngest and player of ever dollars. in the MLS. Well, tell the Rock about what happened in the, after the game with the Red Bulls with a certain player from FC. Tell well, I heard about this. Well, this apparently, is wild. Apparently, after the, uh, the November fourth match at the Red Bulls Saturday night, a player gained unauthorized entry into the officials' locker room, forcibly removed by stadium security while acting in an aggressive and hostile manner. Mm. The Philadelphia Inquirer reports the FCC player in question is Matt Miazga. Is he a good what defender? He's a good defender. He got he got his second yellow card from this referee group, which means he's got to sit. So so they're in the middle of a playoff run, right? Right. And he goes and does this? Yeah. They're going to come down hard on this. I know. You've got to set yeah. the precedent. You cannot go into the yeah. referee's locker room. He may, he may not be playing for a while. Well, he's when the MLS gets a hold of this, because like you said, Rock, how many times do you want to go into the NFL referee every, every game? Thank you, but you don't do it. No, every game. No, you can think about no. it, but don't, don't do, do it. it. No. <laughs> just <laughs> like just like Smokey and the Bandit. That's correct. I, I have a couple of texts from Gary Jeff Walker saying, huh? "I would be more than humble to take your place." When do I begin? I'm giving Jeez. him the quote. The reports of my demise are somewhat premature. But at some <laughs> is point... Is that yuck-mouth bartender named Gary Jeff Walker. <laughs> yuck-mouth bartender. Wow. wow. How dare you speak of him like that? Well, have you seen him recently? Can't say. Hmm? Not. I'm going to be right, on Rock. a show soon, though. I know that. <laughs> What's on the big show? What do you yeah. think? Well, we have your former girlfriend, Tanya O'Rourke, out of the gate. She's going to give us the uh, 411... On local election stuff, what the polls look like, how many people have come out. I, I worked a poll this morning, and um, I would say turnout was, I mean, it certainly wasn't what it would be in a midterm election. Uh, it was okay. Of course, Harrison is a Republican stronghold, so. You want more to come out. Yeah, I want more to come out. But it, it was good for, for you know, quote-unquote off-year election. It wasn't bad. Now, I wonder how many already voted, because... I, I had on that uh, number goes up every single election cycle. The number of people that vote, yep, not in person. Now this year in the state of Ohio is eight hundred and fifty thousand, which is going to be more than half of the total. And so eight hundred and fifty thousand, Frank LaRosa said about uh, two and a half hours ago, is a pretty good number. But there's voter suppression, Will. You know that complete. I've seen it in it's all over the place. We've got a whole uh, month. We should have three months to vote. 
three months. Yeah. We're, we're suppressing the ballot everywhere. I just see it on TV when they stuff them with brand new ballots who no one has checked where they came from. They just pour in. And so, yes, I, I know if you say that something's wrong with you, but I see the video and the tape doesn't lie. Segment, get me out of the Stooge Report. Gary, Jeff, and I will talk off the air. Will he be a great American today and go vote? Yeah. Your vote counts somewhere. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. Because it makes wind towers that's going to go into turbines made by GE Ver Verona. Ver excuse me. I mispronounced it. Even did. Nova. In Florida, what? New York. We're in trouble. What? How much trouble? I mean. <laughs> I thought GE was an Evendale. He was trying to say Evendale. It didn't come out that way. Oh. Verona and Evendale are a little different. You mean it didn't? It was crystal clear. What are you talking about? Crystal clear. You know. You know what I'm talking about. You know about. the thing. With it. You know the thing. Yeah, that thing. Hey, stand up. Stand up. Oh, you're in a wheelchair. I'm sorry. Just stay seated. No problem. <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Yeah, I do. Well, oh boy. We're in we're, trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> yep. Boys, thank you. Let's thank continue. You, Tanya O'Rourke coming up with Eddie and the Rock next. All on News Radio 700 WLW. The ambush came in the early morning hours of the Sabbath. Hamas terrorists swarmed into residential neighborhoods. They shot children and beheaded babies. They raped women. They tortured the elderly and then took over 200 people hostage in Gaza. It was the largest slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. Now Congress has voted to condemn Hamas and tell the world that America stands with Israel. Every Republican congressman voted to stand with Israel. Every Republican, except for one, Kentucky's Tom Massey. And it's not the first time. Tom Massey votes with AOC, Rashida Tlaib, and Ilhan Omar over and over against Israel. It's a disgrace. Call Tom Massey. Tell Tom Massey to change his ways and stand with Israel. Paid for by United Democracy Project. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. Just as a healthy life can start by... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.